Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on the top of page, Kuf Lamed Aleph, 131 of Tafri Samaches, 56-68. And we've just been talking about the source, the godly source for the the reason for these extra stringencies and the fences that the sages have added, obviously inspired by Hashem, on the fences around the written Torah that we shouldn't transgress over the written Torah. They come from Hashem's intense, unlimited love for the Jewish people. In general, the source of Hashem's giving us the Torah mitzvahs are from Hashem's great love for us. Like all the verses that we've quoted on the previous page said, Hashem has chosen you to be a, a to be a treasured nation for Him, and Hashem desires all the forefathers and in all their children afterwards to be a treasured nation, and be, therefore He's given them the teremitzis and the extra stringencies and defenses that the sages added, which were revealed in the, in the in the oral Torah. They come from even more intense love than that regular love which Hashem loves us, and therefore gave us the teremitzis and when were all these stringencies given in the times of the second base of Mikdash? Now, we're returning to explain this idea. Three lines from the top. In the time that the, that the base of Mikdash was standing, the Jewish people were in a great, they were in a very high spiritual stature, spiritual level. That the, the light of the Jewish people's souls at that time was was shining in a revealed way, and to the extent that they really sensed, they were very sensitive to their spiritual, their godly soul within them. Even though the the physicality of the body didn't really eclipse the, the revelation of the soul at all. So and also, the our spirit was very trustworthy to Hashem. We were very trustworthy to Hashem's will, doing Hashem's uh, were trustworthy, faithful servants to Hashem. And we weren't drawn after with you know heavy um, ropes of love, like the like the verse says. We weren't drawn after with an intense desire to physical pleasures and lusting physicality. And therefore, we didn't. It wasn't necessary um, these extra fences and extra stringencies that the sages added because we were already distant, very distant from evil, from going against Hashem's will. Because of the great revelation which shined within our souls and the great spiritual stature and level that we, every Jewish person was at the time when the base of Mekdash was standing. And the Jewish people were in very close and attached to godliness. At that time, but after the destruction of the base of Mikdash, the Holy Temple, that the, then the Jewish people's hearts become diminished, meaning their sensitivity to godliness has become a lot more diminished. And also, they, the light and the revelation of the soul has now been hit, has also been concealed, has, is not as, not as revealed within the person. 
So two things, that the hearts, meaning our, our emotional capacity, became a lot less to feel, to sense godliness, our sensitivity, our natural sensitivity to godliness um, diminished. And also the revelation of the soul into the body has also become hidden. And even more so, not only within us are, has our sensitivity been diminished, and also the revelation of our soul is less now, the, we, ha, we were burned by the fire, the foreign fire of physical pleasures, physical and coarse pleasures. Um, now we've become taken over by those physical pleasures now. And therefore, being because of this diminishment and our spiritual sensitivity and the revelation of our souls and our running after physicality, therefore, we need now a lot more fences and stringencies to become to be careful that we should not come to a prohibition of the Torah. God forbid. Basically, we're a lot more prone to coming to go again to because of our. Uh, insensitivity to spirituality and godliness and our godly souls we're more prone to going against Hashem's will now therefore we need more protective seals more protective measures to not come to that and similarly in order to arouse our love and our our closeness our desire to become close to godliness we also need these stringencies and the um Nuances and the stringencies and the fences of the sages, which are rooted, like we just said, in the intense, uh, unlimited, unbounding love of Hashem. So, so therefore, not only does it keep us far from evil, but it also helps us arouse our love for Hashem and our desire to become close to Him. These say, these uh, stringencies, like we explained before are rooted in the great love Hashem has for us to protect us from coming to bad. So therefore, therefore, through the fact that a person is very stringent upon himself. And with all these, with all these uh, stringencies and fences of the sages, through that specifically, will be, it will become aroused within him his great unlimited love for godliness of the godly soul. Meaning, now our, the love of our godly soul is trapped and is a lot more concealed in the physicality of our bodies, which has become now a lot more coarse because after the destruction of the temple. And also the light of our soul is not shining as, as strong now. And our running after physicality, our indulgence of physicality has now also desensitized us a lot more. So now in order to arouse the love of our godly soul for, for Hashem, we, we require these stringencies um, of the sages which are rooted in Hashem's great love. And therefore, when, when a person is stringent on himself with all these um, fences of the sages, which are rooted in Hashem's great love of us, that in turn arouses our great love within our soul for God. When we connect to those that great love of Hashem by keeping those stringencies, therefore we connect our soul also to that great love and it's reciprocated from our soul to Hashem. Therefore, generation after generation, the farther we get from the destruction of the temple, the farther we get from the time the temple stood, the more desensitized our hearts become to spirituality. Therefore, we now we need to be more and more stringent upon ourselves. And with the stringencies of the sages, become more, and to be more and more precise with all the precise nuances of the sages, 
and through that, becoming more and more careful in the stringency of the sages, that's how we'll be able to arouse our great love rooted in the essence of our godly soul to Hashem. So basically, the farther we come from the time that the, the Holy Temple stood and then the Shekhinah was revealed in this world, the more farther we become from that sensitivity to godliness. And therefore, the more we need to connect to that great love of Hashem, which is expressed in the stringencies and the fences of the sages. And this is the idea we said before, that Hashem has given strength to His people through the Teda, like we said before. Meaning the Teda gives us strength. How? It gives strength to the godly soul, that through keeping the Teda, um, that revelation which is drawn down into the godly soul through learning Teda, it strengthens the godly soul and allows it to overcome the evil and the coarseness of physicality. And this is also that same idea here. When you keep the stringencies of the oral Torah, it's even giving strength, even more strength to the and power to your godly soul to overcome the more overpowered evil in this in this time. And when uh, so when the Jewish souls have descended even lower, the further away we get from the time that the temple stood, we need a even more sublime and intense power. Um, to overcome that evil, to, to, to accomplish two things, to, to be able to escape from the confines and the imprisonment of the physicality and the coarseness of the body, and also to be able to be aroused with our um, essential love of our godly soul to Hashem. So in order to overpower, to overcome the physicality, the entrapment of the physicality, we need that extra stringency, the extra power from the uh, oral Torah, and also to arouse that hidden godly love, that love from our godly soul, which has now become hidden and not as revealed now, we need also the power of the Torah. Like we said before, that the Torah accomplishes both those things. It weakens the physicality and it gives strength to the love and the godly soul that the godly soul has. And now, so too, we'll be able to understand this idea with the first tablets and the second tablets. That we said before, we're talking about in the first tablets, um, First tablets, we said that the general idea of the Torah is to be to bring strength to the godly soul and weakness to the animal soul. And through that, we'll be able to understand the difference, the difference between the first tablets, second tablets. The first tablets were the Torah, how they are in a general sense, how it is in a general sense. The second tablets was the Torah of Pratis, the Torah, the details of the Torah. Like, to say, like the Medrash says, the first tablets only had the Ten Commandments. And on the second tablets, he's giving, the Hashem is giving us the Medrash, Halachas, Agodis. And like the Gemara Nadarim says, that if it wasn't for the fact that the first tablets were broken, we would only have the five books of the, of the Torah and say for Yeshua. But then now that there, we have the second tablets, we have all the details of the Torah, which is the details, halachis, the laws, and the eight how each mitzvah has to be with a specific measurement and a specific way. Like the sukkah, can't, a wall of the sukkah can't be less than seven fachim and a little bit. And the height of the sukkah also, each mitzvah has specific laws. So that is the idea of the second second of, of tablets so too now we understand we'll understand also this a whole explanation of the uh the stringencies of the sages which are rooted in a deeper love that hashem has for the jewish people will help us understand that difference between the first set of tablets and the second set the jewish people that stood that were present at the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai, it says that the sages say that their, the filth, the spiritual filth that was in them, that became in, injected into them through the, set, the sin of the golden calf, now stopped from them. Um, 
So the, the, Jewish, the Jewish people that were present at the giving of the Torah, the Jewish people that were present at the giving of the Torah, their spiritual filth, that revelation they experienced at the giving of the Torah caused that, that spiritual filth which was in our souls, which was you know, actually which was in us because of not the sin of the golden calf, which happened after the giving of the Torah, because of our being involved in Egypt and the you know, being far away from Hashem and all the things we got involved in in Egypt, even though we still didn't, uh, there were certain things we kept, but we, the impurity of Egypt became injected to our souls. But the revelation of Mount Sinai took away that spiritual impurity. Even though that spiritual filth didn't totally go away from us at the time of the giving of the Torah. But nevertheless, it was enough to get rid of that spiritual filth just to have the Torah how it is in a general sense, which is expressed in the first set of tablets, in order to nullify and to destroy the evil within our souls that was still left. Um, yeah, the, 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 that level of evil that was in our, in our souls um, was enough, just the general sense of the Torah, this Torah without all the details. So before the giving of the Torah, the Jewish people had a spiritual filth from being involved in Egypt and the Egyptian culture, etc., now that revelation that they experienced there then caused that their spiritual filth should go away from them but not totally um, so there's still a little filth left and that is enough for that little filth which is left in our souls to get rid of that it's enough just the general terror the first tablets but then after the giving of the terror which is people the Jewish people sinned and they sinned by the with the golden calf um so now this spiritual filth returned. The filth that they had because of their involvement in the Egyptian culture now returned. Even it was it was it was it was banished by the revelation of Hashem at the giving of the Torah. But now it returned by the this sin of the golden calf. And was Now there's a real mixture of good and bad within every soul, every Jewish soul. And therefore, in order to refine the Jewish their soul now. And also to find all godly sparks within the sparks trapped within the physicality. Now we need a higher power, a higher, more intense power of godliness. And that is the Torah, how it is in the more details in the second set of tablets. What's the root of this Torah, how it descends into the details, is a lot higher. It comes from the Talumis Chachma, the hidden Chachma, how it's rooted within Keser totally transcending the chain of creation which this level of the Torah has the power to refine and to uplift the godly sparks um, even now when we're talking about a real intense evil which has become mixed in and totally injected within the good but this intense power of the Torah it's rooted in the uh, essence of Hashem the overpowering energy of Atzimus, so the essence of Hashem has the power to descend to, to the very details and to the nooks and crannies of creation and to get that evil to get it out from the deepest part of our soul now even though it was we became that evil was mixed in very deep into our souls because of the sin of the golden calf the power of the Torah how it comes in down into details now has the power to get that evil out so now, how do we actually fulfill, how do we actually bring about this refining process within our souls because of the evil which was injected in our souls because of the sin of the golden calf with the detail now, the details of the Torah which are referring to the halachis, the reasonings of the Torah, etc. How do we actually accomplish this beautiful process, this refining process within ourselves through the oral Torah? 
This is the idea of the toiling, the exerting of oneself in the Iyunatayra and really delving deep into understanding the Tayra and deepening your mind, breaking your head over understanding the Tayra. In the laws of the Tayra, in the forbidden laws and the what's forbidden, what's permissible, what's, what's impure, what's pure. Through a person really enmeshing himself, enclothing himself, meaning delving into these, the reasonings behind these laws of Tumantara, Isra, etc. In order to refine the matter and to clarify it, meaning to clarify what is actually permissible, what is forbidden, what is tumi, what is impure, what is pure. So through a person delving into that, really deeply delving into those laws and clarifying them, uh, and coming to the truth of the matter, what's the actual halach is, what is the actual, what is Hashem's will here, is this pure, is this impure, etc. Now, through that process, he, a person is separating and is refining the, he's separating, refining the permissible from the, uh, the permissible and the pure from the forbidden and the impure. Through a person toiling and delving into Torah, in the proper sense, meaning not just being satisfied with a you know a general uh, trying, you know trying. We're talking about a real delving, a real exertion, exertion of a person's mental capacity to delve into the laws of the Torah and to really refine what, what is exactly Hashem's will in every situation. Through that, through that, you refine. You really, in truth, you refine everything in the world through refining. The, what is Hashem's will and what is you know, good and what is bad in the Torah, through the oral Torah and through learning Gemara and through learning Halacha, etc. You refine you bring about the same refined process from the, the good from the evil you, uh, within all of creation. When a person passes, he, he decides the, the, the law that according to Torah, this, for, this specific thing, whatever it is, is forbidden. This piece of meat, so let, let's say, is forbidden. So that when, he, when he says that this specific thing is, is forbidden, so that brings about a refining process. Uh, and this specific thing now is pushed away. The evil, which is now this forbidden object, this forbidden piece of meat, is pushed away. The evil is pushed away. But when a person paskins, that this, he, he, he through his pr- proper delving and exertion and understanding what the law is in this specific case, he decides that this piece of meat, so to say, is mutter, is permissible. That causes that the, the godly spark within that meat now is able to be uplifted and go back to become absorbed in godliness. And through this, meaning through the refining process that he's refined this godly sparks within the creation, through the laws of the oral ter- the oral terror and exerting himself to understand them, through that he draws down an h- even higher level of godliness. Like the verse says, the deeper meaning of this verse that, and on that day, and that day, meaning when Mashiach will come, living waters will come out from Jerusalem. Half of those waters will go to the um, um, the eastern sea. What is this Eastern Sea? Who is referring to Chochmah, and specifically to the revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem within Chochmah. And Yerushalayim in that verse refers to, Jerusalem refers to Shemban, meaning the level of, of godliness which descends into creation from Malchus, 
and through refining Shemban, meaning through refining the, the godly sparks which descend from Shemban, from Malchus of Atzilus into creation, then will cause that these living waters should go out, should be revealed. What does that mean, the living waters? That's referring to this higher level of revelation of godliness, the revelation of Hashem's essence, which is brought about through the refining process. Like we said um, a couple pages ago, we said that at the bottom of page Kuf Chav Ches, 128, we were saying that through the descent of Shema to be enclosed in Shemban and to bring about this refining process, then the ascent of the sparks of Shema, Aban, go even higher than Shema. To the extent that Shema is just compared to just like the weighing stone and compared to the actual merchandise. And we said that that brings about, let's see, uh, the same idea of the Bakr Shabali Tshuva Imdim, the Bali Tshuva have a, get to a higher level through their thirst to come closer to Hashem because they were in the opposite. And then that brings them to an even higher level than Tzadikim. And the Shame Ban, the sparks of godliness in creation, go up to Shame Sag, which is Atmus, Bechinas Atmus. Shame Ma is only Ha'oda, is only external ray from Ak. And that is, um, yeah, so basically going all the way back up to essence. So you bring about a revelation of the essence of Hashem through this refining process. And that is this idea of the verse that when Mashiach comes uh, there will go out living waters which is referring to that revelation of Hashem's essence Hashem's sag going out from Jerusalem which Jerusalem refers to the sparks of creation because of our uplifting the sparks of creation and half of them to the Yamakad Muini to the um, Eastern Sea which refers to that revelation of that Chochmah and the Eredin Seifudim Chochmah which, 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 which brings about the refining process within Shemban so like by way of analogy, like the 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 sight that comes from the eyeball comes out from the black part of the eyeball specifically. Meaning we see that the that the specifically the sight comes from the, the, the black part, meaning the black part referring to the most darkened aspect of creation, the Shemban, the sparks of the sparks of godliness trapped in the darkness and the physicality, but that is specifically where the highest level of revelation comes from when you uplift that part. So too, the sight specifically, you would think that sight should come out from the white part of the eye, which is more uh, white, is, is light, is revelation. No, it comes out from the darkest part of the eye. It's like the same idea of the Bali Tshuva is so far, but he gets to the highest level. The Yisra the highest level of light comes from the darkness. Um, so to this idea like the sages say on the verse you placed me within darkness that is referring to the Babylonian Talmud what does that mean that the laws of the Torah which were becoming clothed in forbidden things and permissible things and in even in claims and false claims that a person says he claims falsely he's lying he says that this thing is mine and the other person said this thing is mine one of them is lying and the Shem's will and the laws of Torah also enclosed within the idea of impurity and purity um even within these mixed up, all these mixed up uh, laws, uh, mounds and mounds of laws, they're very confusing, these laws. And through a person's exertion, his toil, his effort to refine these laws and to clarify and to come to the truth of the law, the truth of the Torah, the truth of Hashem's will. What is the actual law, law here? Through specifically through that refining process, he draws down an even higher light 
And like the, another verse implies that, um, speaking about Mashiach, my servant will become very um, intellectual, very smart, and he will become uplifted and sublime, and very high, very high. This is referring to the highest revelation of God, and will be Mashiach comes. And this all comes about, all these revelations of Mashiach comes, all comes about through Avdi, through my servant. Which refers to the, revelation, the refining process, the refining, which happens in Shemban, in the sparks of creation. And through that, refining process of referred to in the word my servant, which servant always refers to Malchus, that's how you come to this idea of the Yaskel, to the highest intellectual level, like we brought before, you will be a knowledgeable and uh, intellectual and know me, my essence, my very essence, the very inner core and the essence of, the, of Hashem's infinite being. So this is the idea of the of the delving into the depths of the Torah on really understanding what is, you know, really refining and understanding, clarifying what is the actual halacha, being able to say, no, this is, this is forbidden, this is permissible. That separation which you make, that is what brings about this refining process within the sparks of creation, pushing away the evil and uplifting the good. And through that, you draw, you draw down a very, very high level, the level of Hashem's very essence expressed in all these different verses. And like the seeing the sight of the eye comes from the black part, the darkest part. And like this is the idea of the, the Talmud Bavli, specifically in the darkness. It's in the darkness. But that from that darkness, meaning that how all the godly sparks are hidden within these physical cases which you're learning about, even cases which people are lying in, and you clarify what the actual law is in those cases, that dealing with the darkness and, and uplifting the sparks of godliness trapped in that darkness is what brings about the highest revelation of godliness which will be when Mashiach comes expressed in all these verses four lines from the bottom now we return to what we were speaking about in the beginning of the Mimer that from specifically from the sultan from the up the leftover of the of the um, of the tablets the leftover shavings of the tablets, that's how Moshe became rich when he carved out these tablets, the second set of tablets. So now, in order to understand this, the general idea of the fact that the tablets were made out of stone, it's brought in the Medrash Rabbah of Shir Hashirim on the verse, to the, to the um, nut garden have I descended, the, to the nut garden have I descended, referring to Hashem's Shekhinah, Hashem's divine presence. So what does this mean now? Just like this um, nut, the shell of the nut, that a rock is able to break open that shell, that nut. So to the Torah is called the stone. Like the verse says, that when Hashem is, uh, or the second set of tablets, the luches evin, the tablets of stone, the eight Sahara Nikra Evan, and also the evil inclination is called a stone. Like it says, Hashem will remove from Mashiach comes the heart of stone from, from our flesh. Heart of stone referring to the the um, evil inclination. So the stone of Torah, which you just said is referred to by stone, is the um, next page, breaks the stone of the evil inclination. 
Like the sages say, if this if this despicable person meets you, meaning the the Yitzhar starts tempting a person, you should drag him to the house of study, meaning you should learn Torah to break him, like the, the stone of the Torah breaks the stone of the evil inclination. So, we'll stop there on the top of page, Kuflam and Beis, 132. Um, we're just going to explain now, returning to, the idea of that Moshe becoming rich from the shavings of the of the second tablets. So the general idea, first, a general idea of the fact that the tablets of the Torah were were made on stones and not any other material, not on wood, so to say. It explain, uh, for example, explains in the Medrash on this verse that so just like the the shell of the stone, the shell of a nut. A stone can break that that shell. So too, the Torah is, is a stone, and the Yitzharah, the evil inclination, is a stone, and the stone of the Torah has the power to break the stone of the Yitzharah, like this breaking the shell of this um, nut. Like the sages say that when you when the Yitzharah starts tempting you, you should take him, drag him to the base of Medrash, and learn Torah. Stop there on the top line of page 132. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Mimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.